it's October 20th, 2019. Baseball's wee man, Jose Altuve, leads the Astros back to their second World Series in three years. We're going to show some B-Day love for the wrestling gray, Scott Hall. We're going to talk about pussy-eating pastors. We're going to go across the lines with Snoop Doggy Dog and Welly Nelson and hater appreciation for 45 himself, Donald Fuckboy Trump. Across the country and around the world, across the street and around the corner, this is Over the Culture. This is Over the Culture podcast where you get to hear my spin on things I like, like music, sports, sports entertainment, movies, TV shows, and your mom. Oh, I feel so sorry for your mother. <laughs> you also get to hear about things I don't like. Like their president, Donald Fuckboy Trump, and losing three football games in a row. <sighs> What's up, everybody? I am your ambassador of ceremonies. Alfred Hugecock, Alex Treblack, Pat Stayblack, One Gig Kid, Reefer Sutherland, Sir Blunt Smokington, Steve G. And this is over the culture, cuz. Hey, how's your Sunday? To my Sanduskians, I hope you have no plans. Don't leave your house. The Cedar Point traffic is bumper to bumper. Every street, every detour street, every side street, 1st Street, 2nd Street, 3rd Street, 4th Street, 5th Street, Cleveland Road. It's all bumper to bumper. Everyone's trying to get to Cedar Point. This is their last week, second to last week before the season ends. We got a lot of -of out-of-towners. We don't like these out-of-towners, cuz. We don't do business with out-of-towners, folk. Yeah, stay indoors, Sanduskians. It's all everyone's talking about, this traffic, the Cedar Point traffic. I think a big problem is Sandusky doesn't know how to handle traffic. We still have a lot of these Sunday casual strollers driving 15 miles an hour. We can't have that, Gloris. We can't have that, Doris. Got to speed it up. We got a lot of cars in town. Let's get from point A to point B, Gladys. Speed it up. Dorothy but it's going on from Friday through Sunday Halloweekends the annual Halloweekends where it's Halloween themed from Friday to Saturday at Cedar Point and those days are just as bad as any of the summer days actually they're worse because everyone's trying to get in there everyone is trying to get to Cedar Point within three days So you got people from Cleveland, people from Detroit, people from Bellevue, people from Port Clinton, people from Fremont, people from Toledo, people from Mansfield, Columbus, Cincinnati, some people from Kentucky, Indiana, Chicago, all in a little Sandusky for a weekend. And this town is not catered for such big traffic. We have a long strip called Milan Road. That's where the mall is. That's where different things are, different businesses, your McDonald's, your Steak and Shakes, your whatnot, Kalahari, Great Wolf Lodge. It leads you to uh, it, it leads you to the causeway or, or one of the roads that, that leads you to the causeway to get to Cedar Point. And as I was leaving work, I just... You couldn't move. Luckily, I was going against traffic. I know the city well enough to go against the traffic. And I knew which side streets to take to make it back home. And like I said, it's only from Friday through Sunday. And uh, do all your planning around that time. Next weekend is the last Halloween of the season. And then they wrap up for the winter. And uh, I think they open up in mid to late May. Then that's when they that's when they start this whole thing all over again. The uh, Tatiana Jefferson case. She was supposed to have her funeral held uh, yesterday on Saturday, but the father, uh, Tatiana's father, she postponed it because the family, uh, the fam, the the victim's family did not want him involved uh, for whatever reason. But former Dallas Maverick Harrison Barnes and Philadelphia Eagle. 
Malik Jackson. They offered to pay for the funeral as well. And I don't know if they updated uh, with any more details of when they're going to actually have the funeral. But either way, it's a sad state of affairs. Uh, she, uh, it's another case. Uh, 28-year-old woman uh, graduated from Xavier. And, you know, she was spending time with her nephew, her eight-year-old nephew, in her own home and shot by a, a white officer and he's resigned he was actually arrested for murder and we'll, we'll see how this plays out uh, let's see if they'll roll out the red carpet for him well, let's see if he uh get his hair braided while he's uh in court the patting him on the back giving him hugs passing him bibles the victim's family has already said we're not going to be as apologetic you're not going to get any hugs from us rightfully so Aren't y'all tired, black folks? Aren't you tired of us being so apologetic, so forgiving? We're so we're some of the most forgiving people in the world. We are the most forgiving people in the world. We're so ready to turn a cheek and turn it to God. Give it to God. Give it to all his glory and all of that, man. Hey. Meanwhile, they're just keep fucking this in the ass. Meanwhile, huh. Turn the other cheek, they'll fuck that one. Turn this cheek, they'll fuck that one. What the fuck? But yeah, we'll see how this plays out, man. Aaron Dean, that was the pig's name. Well, let's see, Aaron Dean, what kind of jail time you get. Let's see if you'll even go to jail. Because we know how y'all like to do. Especially in Texas these days. Speaking of Texas, has everyone heard about... Pussy-eating pastor David Wilson, the coochie monster. Coochie, coochie, coochie. Yes, yes. David Wilson, the coochie monster, pastor. Pastor Wilson, he leads Bible Way Ministries and World Outreach Incorporated down in Texarkana, Texas. And Pastor Wilson has gone viral recently. He's seen in a video uh, that's been shared by millions at this point, uh, eating the cat, eating some pussy of one of the women in his congregation. She goes by the name of Corinthia Edwards. Uh, She's seen in the picture where you see her legs and her uh, kitty cat uh, getting licked. Uh, And she's the one recording the video and... She's the one that leaked the video. Pastor Wilson is married, but that didn't stop him from doing the Ella Fitzgerald on that kitty. Skip it a bit of a dub a dub a dee dot bop. Uh huh. Stick a tuck on the go down the ding the dum the dum the ding the ding the ding the ding. Slurping. Eating ass. The whole nine from the rooter to the tuta. Pastor Wilson. Your fornicator. Doing God's work in the devil's work at part-time. Shout out to Corinthia Edwards. For a big girl, she knows how to keep that cat looking clean. And we here at Over the Culture love clean cat, right? think it's time for a Sunday service. Hey girl, how you doing? My name is Pastor, last name Wilson. I was wondering if I could eat you out, show you a good time, bring you into my house. Yes, the Lord is good. Blessing thighs and saving lives. Yes, the Lord is good. Yes, uh, they used to call me Pastor David Wilson, but now they call me Scat Man. I'm a Scat Man! Here at Bible Way, we like to get our tongue way into some clip. And do our best Ella Fitzgerald impression. Skibba dibba 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 dee da bop.
Yes, Scat Man. Now, I know y'all saw that video, and, uh... I know I'm a married man, but... I'm also the pastor. <laughs> and, uh... You do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Why the pastor can't have a side, bitch? <laughs> Why the pastor can't slurp and burp on a woman's asshole? <laughs> that he ain't married to. <laughs> what a pastor <laughs> can't be grinding and uh, <laughs> fornicating. <laughs> I'm a man of the cloth. <laughs> now look to your neighbor and say, now Pastor Wilson, we forgive you and we gonna forget everything our eyes see. <laughs> yes, the Lord is good. Mashazala Ali. Now the ushers gonna pass some pussy. I mean, uh, collection plate. Make sure y'all pay y'all tithes. Hmm. It is my destiny to deliver the word and munch on coochies. I am the coochie monster. Oh, man, you should have seen me. Matter of fact, let's play that video again. Mass, the slurping, eating that pussy like puppet child. Yes, she was delivered. I'm a cunning linguist. I am a clitoris clinger, a coochie kingpin, a vaginal violator. Yes, the Lord is good. Now, uh, next Sunday, gonna have a guest reverend taking over for me. Uh, I, I won't be present. Sister Mary needs me to pay her a visit. She hasn't made it to church lately, and uh, she's been on her back a lot. So, uh, we here at Bible Way, we gonna find a way for her to get back on her feet. Amen. So, last week the Browns lost, Cowboys lost, Buckeyes didn't play. This week, Cowboys play the Eagles. Primetime game, Sunday night game, Browns have an off week. Buckeyes beat the Northwestern Wildcats 52-3. Go Buckeyes. So, back to the Cowboys. What are we going to do about this? Three losses in a row. It's unacceptable. First to the Saints then to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and then the goddamn Jets. First two places you look, quarterback and head coach. Can't replace Dak. He's too new. And, hey, who are we going to replace him with? So then you look at Jason Garrett. This is what his 70,000th season coaching, and we haven't done anything. Nothing to show for it. But yet the Jones family adore him. They're coddling him like that Dallas judge coddled Amber Geiger. What the fuck, Jerry? I mean, Jason Garrett hasn't done shit but what? A playoff game? We've won one playoff game, I believe. Maybe two? Since he's coach? If that. What is it about Jason Garrett that you like so much, Jerry Jones? Does he let you fuck his wife? <laughs> Hell, does he let you fuck him? What the fuck? Anyways, Cowboys have the Eagles tonight. Can they snap out of this? Hey, it wouldn't hurt if he kept feeding the beast. You know, that guy, Ezekiel Elliott who often breaks out for big gains. Hello. Anyways, congratulations to the Astros and their fans. Jose Altuve hits a home run in the ninth inning to take them to their second World Series in three years. And this is the first decade that the Yankees have not been in the World Series since the 1910s 
it's a long time. The last time the Yankees were in the World Series was in 2009 when they beat the Philadelphia Phillies. And then a whole 10 years went by without the most storied franchise in North American history going to the big dance in October. Wow. This hasn't happened in a hundred years. 2010, San Francisco Giants beat the Texas Rangers. 2011, St. Louis Cardinals beat the Texas Rangers. 2012, the Giants beat the Tigers. 2013, Boston Red Sox beat St. Louis. 2014, the Giants beat the Kansas City Royals. 2015, the Kansas City Royals beat the New York Mets. 2016, the Chicago Cubs beat my Indians. 2017, the Astros beat the Los Angeles Dodgers. Last year, the Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers. And this year, it's going to be the Washington Nationals versus the Houston Astros. So, so smooth sailings, New York Yankees and your fans. Maybe next year. Hopefully not. Sports history. In 1924, the first Negro League World Series is held. The Kansas City Monarchs shut out Hilldale's 5-zip. In 1947, radio rights for the World Series sell for $475,000 for three years. In 1963, Jim Brown sets the NFL's single-season rushing record, 1,863 yards. In 1976, the New York Nets, Julius Dr. J. Irving, is sold to the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't like that. I don't like how that sounds. Julius Irving is just sold to the Philadelphia 76ers. Sounds eerily similar to something else, but I digress. In 1981, the first NBA game at Meadowlands Arena, the New Jersey Nets lose to the New York Knicks 103-99. In 1982, the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Milwaukee Brewers four games to three in the 79th World Series. In 1988, the LA Dodgers beat the Oakland A's in baseball's 85th World Series four games to one. And on that same day, Reggie Rogers, Detroit Lions number one pick, kills three by driving intoxicated. In 1990, the Cincinnati Reds beat the Oakland A's 2-1 in game four at Oakland Alameda County Coliseum to sweep Oakland and win the Reds' fifth World Series. Reds pitcher Jose Rio is named series MVP. In 1992, the first World Series game outside of the U.S., Toronto, beats Atlanta. In 1993, the highest scoring World Series game is played as the Blue Jays beat the Phillies 15-14 in 4 hours and 14 minutes. 2004, the Boston Red Sox come back from 0-3 to beat the New York Yankees in the deciding Game 7. And that was my half-assed sports report. Hey yo! 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 Sky Hall. Diamond Stud, Starship Coyote, Texas Scott, Razor Ramon, The Bad Guy, Uza No Chismo, Drip Drip, if haters don't like it, toothpick to the face. The Scott Hall is an outsider, a writer, founding member of the New World Order, and member of the Click, which includes Shawn Michaels, Triple H, X-Pac, Kevin Nash, ain't nobody messing with the Click, Click. Click. Scott Hall is a winner, WWF Intercontinental Champion, AWA Tag Team Champion, USWA World Heavyweight Champion, WCW Television Champion, United States Champion, WCW Tag Team Champion, TNA Tag Team Champion, 1994 Wrestling Observer and Pro Wrestling Illustrated Match of the Year against Shawn Michaels in the latter match at WrestleMania 10, Tag Team of the Year in 1997 with Kevin Nash, Most Improved Player of 92, Razor Ramon is one of the coolest wrestlers of all time. Coming down the aisle wearing more chains than Slick Rick. Rocking the Clark Kent, Michael Jackson, Thriller era curl up front. Coming to the ring with the drip. Drip, drip. 
You crash Monday Nitro with no fucks given. You might know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Hey, yo. And later we realized that you, Kevin Nash, and the immortal Hulk Hogan would change the wrestling landscape with the New World Order. New, 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 new world order, that is. And in 2014, you got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Happy birthday to Scott Hall. The bad guy. Come back, we're gonna go across the lines with Snoop Doggy Dog and Willie Nelson. We'll be black after these messages. In today's birthdays, happy 48th birthday to former NBA star Eddie Jones and to the SNOOP Snoop Dogg. Professional wrestler and member of the legendary Guerrero family, Chavo Guerrero is 49. American lawyer, politician, 32nd Attorney General of California, Kamala Harris turns 55 today. Hey yo, happy 61st birthday to wrestler Scott Hall, man. Retired baseball all-star and World Series champion Keith Hernandez turns 66 today. Actor William Russ, the dad from Boy Meets World, is 69. And happy 83rd birthday to American activist and co-founder of the Black Panther Party, Bobby Seale. Happy birthday, y'all. says from the weave to the fake eyes to the fake nails down to the toes ha 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 we love these hoes ha 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 we love these hoes from the weave to the fake eyes to the fake nails down to the toes ha 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 we love these hoes ha 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 we love these hoes amen On the next episode of Booty and Fight in Atlanta, this bitch pours a drink on that hoe when she finds out they're fucking the same nigga. Tune in to VH1's Booty and Fight in Atlanta, a show filled with cattiness, rattiness, fake tits, fake boobs, wigs, weaves, and most importantly, niggas. VH1's Booty and Fight in Atlanta. Born supremacist, bought me from the businesses We need a boycott, I'm showing what the business is Surrounded by xenophobes, with a bleeding nose They ain't satisfied to my dispositions decomposed Alphabet villains, got me on speakerphone Maybe I'm paranoid, I need a leader reefer alone Just a nervous wreck, could use a purpose set Targeted by mass murderers who never earn respect Different levels of pressure from the society Anxiety has got me 
escaping my sobriety they hate you sedate you but little and berate you the same minds that blatantly miseducate you aerosol cans burn the world with a mr spray greenhouse gas leave you in a disarray gotta see the signs so the wrongs can be righted we call attention to it so the flame can be ignited reaching critical mass cold red watch another man die for a loaf of bread atrocities carried out at our behest biological warfare to melt the flesh cover up the tracks a genocide effective mind control in the thin disguise some refuse to see the truth they love the lie ignorance is bliss and they wonder why you can feel the mercury rise mercury rise mercury rise atomic scorch burn the rise burn the rise burn the rise state of emergency climb emergency climb emergency climb you can feel the mercury rise mercury rise mercury rise we stumbling blind through these troubling times Seldom the punishments cause I'm fit for the crime Fat cats feeding their mouths right in the faces of poverty Lives tossed to the side, human race is a novelty Economy spiraling right out of control Heat attentions abroad, heat attentions at home Only a matter of time till we achieve annihilation Unless we hold accountable to criminals and violation Political families affiliated with Nazis Successes of failures in the Benghazi, gotta be certain to keep sight of the nemesis. Congressional sessions full of the whitest supremacists. They label us the enemy of the state. We ain't got shit on the enemies they create. Sealing our fate, nuclear global combustion. Speeding on the crash course to total destruction. Reaching critical mass. Code red. Watch another man die for a loaf of bread. Atrocities carried out at our behest. Biological warfare to melt the flesh. Cover up the tracks. A genocide, effective mind control in the thin disguise. Some refuse to see the truth. They love the lie. Ignorance is bliss, and they wonder why. You can feel the mercury rise, mercury rise, mercury rise. Atomic scorch, burn the rise, burn the rise, burn the rise. The state of emergency, climb, emergency, climb, emergency, climb. You can feel the mercury rise, mercury rise, mercury rise. All our armies driving from your home, leaving your family starving to the bone. American dream, American doubt, a nation built on immigration, trying to keep them out. Pro-life terrorists shoot up a clinic, pro-death disguises God's vengeance. People dying in the name of religion, innocent victims of a different opinion. And a special mention to those no longer with us. This past Thursday, we lost American politician and civil rights advocate Elijah Cummings. Born Elijah Eugene Cummings on January 18, 1951 in Baltimore, Maryland, Cummings served in the United States House of Representatives for Maryland's 7th Congressional District from 1996 until his death. The district includes just over half the city of Baltimore, most of the majority black precincts of Baltimore County, as well as most of Howard County. He previously served in the Maryland House of Delegates and was a member of the Democratic Party. Cummings, who had cancer, died on October 17, 2019 at Gilchrist Hospice Care at the age of 68 from complications concerning long-standing health challenges, his spokeswoman stated. Before his funeral service on October 25th, he will lie in state at the U.S. Capitol Building Statuary Hall. Cummings was 68. Also on Thursday, we lost American actor Bill Macy. Born May 18, 1922 in Revere, Massachusetts, Macy is best known for his appearance in the television series Maude as the title character's long-suffering husband, Walter Finley. Macy died on October 17, 2019 at the age of 97. He is survived by his wife, Samantha. Bill Nunn was an American actor. Born William Goldwyn Nunn III on October 20, 1953 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Nunn was known for his roles as Radio Raheem in Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, Robbie Robertson in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man film trilogy, and Dutta Man in Mario Van Peebles' New Jack City. Nunn died on September 24, 2016 in his home in Pittsburgh's Hill District. He was 62 years old. His widow, Donna, confirmed that he had leukemia. Tom Petty was an American singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, record producer, and actor. Born Thomas Earl Petty 
on October 20th, 1950 in Gainesville, Florida. He was the lead singer of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, formed in 1976. He previously led the band Mud Crutch. He was also a member of the late 1980s supergroup, the Traveling Wilburys, which also featured Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Jeff Lynne, and Roy Orbison. Petty has sold over 80 million records, making him one of the best-selling music artists of all time. He and the Heartbreakers were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2002. Petty died at the age of 66 on October 2nd, 2017, of an accidental overuse of prescription drugs, one week after the completion of the Heartbreakers 40th anniversary tour. Earl Heinemann was an American film and television actor. Born Earl John Heinemann, October 20th, 1942 in Bisbee, Arizona, he's best known for his role as the kindly unseen neighbor, Wilson W. Wilson Jr. on the TV show Home Improvement. A longtime smoker, Heinemann was diagnosed with lung cancer in 2003. He died of the disease on December 29th of that year, age 61 in Stamford, Connecticut, where he is buried in Roxbury Cemetery. And Mickey Mantle was an American professional baseball player. Born Mickey Charles Mantle October 20th, 1931 in Spavanaugh, Oklahoma, Mantle played his whole 17-year career with the New York Yankees, where he'd win seven World Series titles as a center fielder and first baseman. Mantle was one of the best players and sluggers and is regarded by many as the greatest switch hitter in baseball history. Mantle was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1974 and was elected to the Major League Baseball All-Century Team in 1999. Mantle died on August 13, 1995 at Baylor University Medical Center in Dallas, Texas with his wife at his side five months after his mother died. Mantle was 63. Rest easy, y'all. Today, Snoop Doggy Dog turns 48. Born Calvin Cordozar Brodus Jr. on October 20th, 1971 in Long Beach, California, Snoop is an American rapper, singer, songwriter, producer, media personality, entrepreneur, Negro, and actor. His music career began in 1992 when he was discovered by Dr. Dre and featured on Dre's solo debut, Deep Cover, and then on Dre's solo debut album, The Chronic. He has since sold over 23 million albums in the United States and 35 million albums worldwide. Snoop Dogg has appeared in numerous films and television shows, one of which was the film Half-Baked in 1998. The film also featured another music legend of a different genre who goes by the name of Willie Nelson. And that leads us to Across the Lines. He would step across the line. Habitually. He's a habitual line stepper. Line stepper. In the film, four lifelong stoners and friends, Brian, Thurgood, Kenny, and Scarface, live together in New York City. While on a munchie run, Kenny is arrested and sent to jail for accidentally killing a diabetic police horse by feeding it junk food. His friends are left trying to figure out a way to get him out, so they decide to start selling high-grade marijuana under the pseudonym Mr. Nice Guy. At some point in the movie, Thurgood introduces us to the different classifications of potheads. There's the enhancement smoker, played by Jon Stewart, who claims that everything is better on weed. Then there's the MacGyver smoker, played by Stephen Baldwin, who can make a smoking apparatus out of practically anything. Janine Garofalo is the only creative when I smoke smoker. Then there's the scavenger smoker, played by Snoop Dogg, who always conveniently pops up just in time to smoke all of your weed. And then there's the historian smoker, played by Willie Nelson, who always has a story from back in the day to share when you're smoking. You know, back in the 60s, we used to smoke this shit on the street. Cops didn't say nothing. Hell, they was getting high too. Everybody was good. It wasn't a thing to do because it was a thing to do, you know? It was a thing to do because it got you high. Can you dig it? You know how much condoms used to cost back in them days? I don't know either. We never used them. <laughs> Willie Hugh Nelson, born April 29, 1933 in Abbott, Texas, is an American musician, actor, and activist. The critical success of his album Shotgun Willie in 1973, combined with the critical and commercial success of Redheaded Stranger in 1975 and Stardust in 1978, made Nelson one of the most recognized artists in country music. 
He was one of the main figures of outlaw country, a subgenre of country music that developed in the late 1960s as a reaction to the conservative restrictions of Nashville sound. Nelson has acted in over 30 films, co-authored several books, and has been involved in activism for the use of biofuels and the legalization of marijuana. Nelson has been arrested several times for marijuana possession. The first occasion was in 1974 in Dallas, Texas. In 1977, after a tour with Hank Cochran, Nelson traveled to the Bahamas. Nelson and Cochran arrived late to the airport and boarded the flight without luggage. The bags were later sent to them. As Nelson and Cochran claimed that the luggage in Bahamas, a customs officer questioned Nelson after marijuana was found in a pair of his jeans. Nelson was arrested and jailed. As Cochran made arrangements to pay the bail, he took Nelson a six-pack of beer to his cell. Nelson was released a few hours later. Inebriated, he fell after he jumped celebrating and was taken to the emergency room. He then appeared before the judge who dropped the charges, but ordered Nelson to never return to the country. In 1994, highway patrolmen found marijuana in his car near Waco, Texas. His requirement to appear in court prevented him attending the Grammy Awards that year. While traveling to Ann W. Richards' funeral in 2006, Nelson, along with his manager and his sister Bobby, were arrested in St. Martin, Paris, Louisiana, and charged with possession of marijuana and hallucinogenic mushrooms. Nelson received six months probation. On November 26, 2010, Nelson was arrested in Sierra Blanca, Texas for possession of six ounces of marijuana found in his tour bus while traveling from Los Angeles back to Texas. He was released after paying bail of $2,500. Prosecutor Kit Bramlett supported not sentencing Nelson to jail due to the small amount of marijuana involved but suggested instead a $100 fine and told Nelson that he would have him sing Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain for the court. Judge Becky Dean Walker said that Nelson would have to pay the fine but not to perform the song, explaining that the prosecutor was joking. Nelson's lawyer, Joe Turner, reached an agreement with the prosecutor. Nelson was set to pay a $500 fine to avoid a two-year jail sentence with a 30-day review period, which in case of another incident would end the agreement. The judge later rejected the agreement, claiming that Nelson was receiving preferential treatment for his celebrity status. The offense normally carried a one-year jail sentence. Bramlett declared that the case would remain open until it was either dismissed or the judge changed her opinion. Uncle Snoop has had his share of legal troubles as well. Shortly after graduating from high school, Snoop was arrested for possession of cocaine and for the following three years was frequently in and out of prison. In 1990, he was convicted of felony possession of drugs and possession for sale. While recording Doggy Style in August 1993, Snoop Dogg was arrested in connection with the death of a member of a rival gang who was shot and killed by Snoop's bodyguard. Both men were charged with murder as Dogg was driving the vehicle from which the gun was fired. Johnny Cochran defended both men. Both men were acquitted, but Snoop Dogg remained entangled in the legal battles around the case for three years. In July 1993, Snoop was stopped for a traffic violation and a firearm was found by police during a search of his car. In February of 1997, he pleaded guilty to possession of a handgun and was ordered to record three public service announcements, pay a $1,000 fine, and serve three years probation. In September 2006, Snoop Dogg was detained at John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California by airport security after airport screeners found a collapsible police baton in Snoop's carry-on bag. Donald Etra, Snoop's lawyer, told deputies that the baton was a prop for a musical sketch. Snoop was sentenced to three years probation and 160 hours of community service for the incident, starting in September 2007. Snoop Dogg was arrested again October 2006 at Bob Hope Airport in Burbank after being stopped for a traffic infraction. He was arrested for possession of a firearm and for suspicion of transporting an unspecified amount of marijuana, according to a police statement. The following month, after taping an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, he was arrested again for possession of marijuana, cocaine, and a firearm. Two members of Snoop's entourage, according to the Burbank police statement, were admitted members of the Rolling Twenties Crips gang and were arrested on separate charges. In April 2007, he was sentenced to a three-year suspended sentence, five years probation, and was required to perform 800 hours of community service after pleading no contest to two felony charges of drug and gun possession by a convicted felon. 
he was also prohibited from hiring anyone with a criminal record or gang affiliation as a security guard or a driver. On April 26, 2006, Snoop Dogg and members of his entourage were arrested after being turned away from British Airways First Class Lounge at Heathrow Airport. Snoop and his party were denied entry to the lounge due to some members flying in economy class. After being escorted outside, the group vandalized the duty-free shop with whiskey bottles. Seven police officers were injured in the midst of the disturbance. After a night in jail, Snoop and the other men were released on bail the next day, but he was unable to perform a scheduled concert in Johannesburg. On May 15th, the Home Office decided that Snoop would be denied entry to the United Kingdom for the foreseeable future, and his British visa denied the following year. As of March 2010, Snoop Dogg has been allowed back in the UK. In April 2007, the Australian Department of Immigration and Citizenship banned him from entering the country on character grounds, citing his prior criminal convictions. He had been scheduled to appear at the MTV Australia Video Music Awards on April 29, 2007. Australian Department of Immigration and Citizenship lifted the ban in September 2008 and had granted him visa for tour in Australia. He was banned from entering Norway for two years in July 2012 after entering the country the month before in possession of 8 grams of marijuana and an undeclared amount of cash. Snoop Dogg was arrested and fined for misdemeanor marijuana possession in Los Angeles in 1998, in Cleveland in 2001, and Sierra Blanca in 2010. Snoop Dogg, after performing for a concert in Uppsala, Sweden in July 2015, was pulled over and detained by Swedish police for allegedly using illegal drugs, violating a Swedish law enacted in 1988, which criminalized the recreational use of such substances, therefore even being under the influence of any illegal controlled substance, a crime in itself, even without possession. During the detention, he was taken to the police station to perform a drug test and was released shortly afterwards. The rapid test was positive for traces of narcotics and he was potentially subject to fines depending on the results of more detailed analysis, which were expected to be completed within several weeks. The rapper uploaded several videos on Instagram, criticizing the police for alleged racial profiling. Police spokesman Daniel Nilsson responded to the accusations saying, we don't work like that in Sweden. Snoop declared in the videos, niggas got me in the back of the police car right now in Sweden, cuz, and pulled a nigga over for nothing, taking us to the station where I got to go pee in a cup for nothing. I ain't done nothing. All I did was came to the country and did a concert, cuz, and now I gotta go to the police station for nothing. He announced to his Swedish fan base that he would no longer go on tour in the country due to the incident. Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson established their bond in the Netherlands, and it was strengthened by the haze of marijuana. On April 20, 2008, Willie Nelson had a concert in Amsterdam. Snoop Dogg called Nelson and asked if he wanted to make a song together. When Nelson agreed, Snoop decided not to wait for the end of the tour, but flew straight to Amsterdam and joined Willie for the concert. What happened next was shared by Snoop on The Tonight Show. I was in his hotel room and we was playing dominoes and enjoying life. After enjoying life, we developed a hunger. Naturally, we wanted to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is one of our favorite spots, his and mine. So we pull up on the drive-through, we order the chicken, they give it to us, and they hand us the big bucket. We take the top off, we both put our hand in it at the same time. And when we grabbed the same piece of chicken at the same time, I said, you know what, Willie, that's yours. Go ahead, take that, dog. Eventually, they wrote a song together called My Medicine. That is an upbeat, half-country, half-rap song about marijuana dedicated to Johnny Cash. The video features shots of Snoop Dogg and Nelson huddled around a studio microphone, grinning and singing the chorus together. That was the start of their beautiful friendship. In 2010, when Nelson was arrested for pot possession, Snoop Dogg went berserk towards the officers who busted him at the Sierra Blanca Highway checkpoint near El Paso. What you think you gonna gain by arresting Willie Nelson? He got out and he back smoking right now. He told TMZ at the time, shouting profanities about police. If you got a problem with Willie Nelson, you got a problem with me. In 2011, they once again collaborated for Snoop Dogg's song, Superman. 
The song talks about some serious issues like burning out and morality. Willie Nelson told GQ in 2015, I can probably smoke with anybody anywhere. Me and Snoop Dogg had a smoke off in Amsterdam and he crawled away. Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson are kindred spirits, a gangster rapper from California and a cowboy hat wearing country singer from Texas. Two good buds who share the same passion for good buds. Game recognized game. They're perhaps the greatest living cultural icons of their respective musical genres, but more significant to their relationship is their standing as the world's most prominent weed smokers. And that was across the lines. Happy birthday, Uncle Snoop. Line Stepper. Today in entertainment history, in 1964, there's a riot at Rolling Stones concert in Paris. 150 people are arrested. In 1965, the Beatles receive a gold record for their hit, Yesterday. In 1973, the Sydney Opera House opens. In 1977, six are killed in a Leonard Skinner plane crash in Macomb, Mississippi, including band members Ronnie Van Zant, Steve Gaines, Cassie Gaines, and Dean Kilpatrick. In 1979, Bob Dylan appears on Saturday Night Live. In 1987, Geffen Records released their first album, Donna Summer's The Wanderer. In 1998, comedian Richard Pryor is awarded the first ever Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. In 2009, Royce the 5'9 releases Street Hop. And in 2017, Coco, Pixar's animated film, the first nine-figure budget film with all Latino cast members, premieres at Morelia Film Festival. Now this portion of the show is where we show appreciation to our haters. Hi, haters. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. According to an article by KTLA, a man is seen in a video wearing a red Make America Great Again baseball cap as he doused demonstrators with bear spray at the Santa Monica Pier on Saturday. He remains in jail without bail Sunday in connection with the alleged attack, authorities said. David Nicholas Dempsey, 32, who was also accused of violating his parole, stemming from a prior weapons violation conviction, was being held without bail pending his initial court appearance, according to Santa Monica police officials and Los Angeles County booking records. He was described as an Orange County resident. He was booked on suspicion of prohibited use of a tear gas weapon, assault with a caustic chemical, and violating parole, police said. He was seen in witness video arguing with protesters opposed to President Trump when he began spraying the crowd with a large canister of pepper spray intended for deterring bear attacks. At one point, he's seen walking up to a man who was lying on the ground and spraying him directly in the face at close range. Dempsey was pointed out by bystanders as the person who sprayed the bear spray and he was taken into custody at the scene. As a convicted felon, Dempsey is barred from possessing pepper spray or other tear gas weapons, police said. In Los Angeles County, Dempsey was convicted of a burglary in 2006 and again in 2009, and he was convicted of larceny and conspiracy in 2012 court record show. Investigators were looking into the possibility a second person also sprayed irritant during the incident, the Associated Press reported. Dempsey was scheduled to appear in Los Angeles County Superior Court for an arraignment hearing on Tuesday, record show. Well, 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 we have another one of 45 sheeple getting out of line. Hey, dumb Donald, I need you to keep your hoes in line. Keep them in check. And even though this is David Nicholas Dempsey's crime, I'm still holding the president accountable because you are the poster boy for the fuck shit. You are the fuck boy, the quintessential fuck boy of fuck shit dumb Donald J. Trump. Anytime another one of these MAGA hats pop up and become a menace to society, I'm holding you accountable, Donald J. Trump, because you are giving the green light to this shit. You are okaying this shit. You see no problems with this. These are just your people doing the work, right? Doing the dirty work, doing your light work. Meanwhile, your Twitter thumbs is getting impeached, and I don't even care about this impeachment because good old Bill Clinton got impeached and he was still able to carry out his term. I'm just happy when you get popped. Somebody just goes upside your fucking head. Yes, 
I want the president of the United States to get his fucking ass beat. No, not like in wrestling where he got the Stoke Cold Stunner. I'm talking about someone who's just bold enough to just get through security and punch him in his goddamn face. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck his followers. You want to spray people with bear pepper spray? You fucking asshole. And this is after you had prior convictions of theft of who knows what. Who knows what Trump supporters are liable of? It seems like every day, every week, they showing us, showing us their whole ass, their pink assholes. And you, Donald J. Trump, you are the pink asshole, the talking pink asshole who exemplifies all of the fuck shit going on. From the shit in Charlottesville to the fuckery in Dallas, I'm holding you accountable, dumb Donald, because this is the same kind of thing that they did with Barack Obama. Any little nuance, let's blame Obama. Got a problem? Blame Obama. Something's not right with my taxes? Blame Obama. I don't think he's from here. Blame Obama on everything. Dumbass Donald, since you've been in office, these white people have really shown their asses. They're showing their true colors, and it's making it easy for us to separate the real from the fake. Get the fuck out of here with the fuck shit. We appreciate you. We thank you for giving your people the green light to get fucked up because of you, dumb Donald. And it's now that David Nicholas Dempsey, after serving prior convictions, who knows? how much time he will serve, but hopefully while he's in there, he'll get fucked up with that red hat on, just like the rest of your followers can get fucked up, can catch these hands, can get all the smoke. Thank you. Fuck you, dumb Donald. I hate your guts! So that wraps up another edition of Over the Culture Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. So apparently Pastor David Wilson is claiming that the man in the video is not him. Come on, nigga, we know that's you. Three bumps on your eyebrow trying to wild out. We see you, David. That's you, Pastor. All right, y'all. We out of here. Y'all be cool. Peace. Ohio.